0: You're at your old trusty boat, you
1: call Mighty Sparrow, I'm in the city of Mardi Gras. Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we sit down with everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Hey everybody, welcome to the show on this Memorial Day weekend. Today, I got to sit down with Peter Beale, who is a local fiberglass expert. I've seen him at work, and it is really impressive. He can build fuel tanks. Basically, he can build entire boats. Um, definitely has decades of experience in the field. And so we just chatted about glass and a few other things, and uh, hopefully, you guys will enjoy it. And since we were talking about fiberglass, it seemed like it attracted the others, and there was a guy out sanding away on his boat uh, outside of Murph's shack. Shout out to Murph for letting us use it, but so I had to keep the microphones down quite a bit, uh, so it was a little hard to regulate the voices and stuff, so apologize if the audio quality isn't up to snuff, but uh, I still think it's pretty interesting to, uh, interesting conversation we had, and uh, so figure I'll put it out anyway, so if you want to support the podcast, head on over to Patreon. I'll put the link into the description. But other than that, here we go. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah, yeah, we've been <laughs> recording the whole time. Don't even worry. I, oh. That's a little trick I do. Well, I, I pressed go. record a long time ago, well, and I, I'll edit out the first little chunk. But... Okay,
0: no worries. Yeah, uh, out of high school class of '87, Rockland, I went to. I was working at Van Balens up in the industrial park, and yeah. Oh, that, got, was, that was building the skiffs, right? Well, the Van Balance was a clothing place I worked at for a little bit. Oh, okay. Right? And uh, and ended up getting laid off. I went to visit my mother at lunch at North End Marine up in the Industrial Park, and they- they said, oh, you're looking for work? And I said, yeah, and they came in the next day. So and since 1989, I've been building boats.
1: Building boats, working glass. I, well, I, and it, it's one of those things where I, obviously, everybody who owns a boat at some point or another has to do it. Yes. And it for me, it was always just a mystery. Like, yeah. I, you know, all these stages measuring fluids and liquids, and then I, there's there's like this permanence to it that's a little scary when you start doing it, but... Then you start to get really good with a grinder, and, and that's
0: and, one of the best things. You the project's gonna come out a lot better
1: with when you're good with your grinder. Yeah, yeah. Because the better, you're,
0: better you can prep it, the better the project's gonna come out.
1: Well, and that's. I mean, I, I've always sort of described boats are just hardened putty in a yeah. way, because yeah. they is plastic. Yeah, I mean, as 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 stout and and solid as they seem, you can change the shape and everything on them just by mixing these chemicals and throwing <laughs> that glass on and good to go.
0: Change colors, anything you like. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, and you you enjoy doing it, right? Yeah, I've been doing it this long and you know, I've done it long long enough so that I know what I do want to do and I know what I, want I don't want to do. You know. What's your favorite part of it? Well, I like working on the the lobster boats, the guys that work for a living, they Come in, you. They appreciate your job because you're the one that's helping them get back on back on the road or back in the water. Yeah, yeah. Know, so they can make their livelihood. You know, and yeah. I like doing those. And they're very appreciative. They like paying you money and they like giving you lobsters. And you know, I got That's friends, the incentive can, up here I, in Maine, right? I can go to Matinicus whenever I want. I can go to different islands to go. Fiberglass, if I wanted to, but.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sure you know. Thinking about it, you you are probably a pretty wanted, man. The minute you walk into a boatyard, I'll bet you get pulled aside every which way. Well, it depends on if I see
0: a couple people that I know, and then then it's on. Oh, then they they're like, oh, you know, just coming in here daily. Somebody finds out that I'm fiberglassing, and they all have questions for me. Or can you do this for me? Can you look at this for me? Yeah. One of i have to. Can I do it myself? And most time. You can, but you know, how do it's you want to come out? Better if you do it. <laughs> Way better. If spend spending a little extra money, and you can have it done right.
1: Right, right. Exactly. How how many projects you got going at at the at the boatyard here right now? I Think three going right now, and two more behind that. Holy cow! But it, I mean, when you're working fiberglass, it's sort of I guess it's advantageous to have multiple projects because once once you lay the stuff down, right, then you have to wait. Well, what I can do is, I prep
0: more than one pro- project at a time, uh-huh. and I have all the glass laid out for each project, and I will go and glass each project that one day. So one day I'll go in and prep all the projects. Yeah. Then the next day I'll come in and glass all the projects, and then I keep then I just oh do just it keep all rotating a cycle through it. Like yeah, that. yeah. Instead of trying to hop around doing different parts at different times, I try to keep them all in a cycle.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That so makes it so. Yeah, it's like all grinding the, one day, and then all prepping, and then right. all
0: glassing. Yeah, uh, and you just don't want to. It's easier when you have all the glass out to cut all the glass you need for all the projects. Right, right, of right. Hauling the glass out three or four different times.
1: Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. Hmm. I don't know. It's just it's always been one of those things where, gosh, I, I've I've done a fair amount of it, but I've never been able to make it perfect. Where it looks like it came out of a factory? Yeah. Well, a lot of that now is is products.
0: Oh, really? The peel ply that you apply on after after the fiberglass job is done, after your bubble popped, you put the peel ply on, and it comes out as
1: smooth as the boat began. What is peel ply? I've never
0: even heard of that. uh, It's a releasing fabric that you put on top of the project when you're all done bubble popping. When you think you're all done, uh-huh. you lay this, like a, it's almost like a shiny bed sheet. Oh, really? And you lay that on top of it and kind of bu- bubble pop or just roll it in with your, with your roller. And it lays right in. And when it's all kicked off, you go back and you peel that off. And everything else underneath of it is all smooth. It's all perfect. So it doesn't have the matte fiber look.
1: Yeah, that yeah you have if you just do it by hand. Or... Right, right. Well and isn't there I mean with with commonly when I'm doing stuff it's it's typically with uh West systems. Yeah, epoxy. So I'm I'm doing I put my epoxy down, I put some glass down and this and that, and then when I want to smooth it, then I'm mixing up some more West system with some filler in it. Yep. And I guess typically I'm using low dense filler if it's like the top surface to try and smooth it, but yep. Then I'll go and sand it and I feel it and it looks like I'm like, okay, this has got to be done. And I lay a coat of paint down and then I see all, all the, the places divot. that I screwed up. And then it's sort of that, then I just have to make the decision do I want to grind it again or do I want to just right. call it good? Well, peel ply you can use with epoxy products
0: or um, regular fiberglass or resin. Oh, okay. So that's uh, so actually it began, I think, as a epoxy product. Oh, you know, okay. What it, it does is just fills in everything. Yeah, so, yeah. So, You know those nooks and crannies, they still show up sometimes. The little pock marks, right, yeah. The little pock marks, little putty, putty and paint, and make it what she ain't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so they've been saying for years. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> and I've been man. doing that part for years because that's it's true. You know. Well,
1: what what's the difference though between West systems, which you said, an epoxy and yeah. just regular fiberglass resin. Well, epoxy is a lot stronger
0: product. Um, it is something that I don't always use. Most of it's for, you know, sail wooden sailboats and stuff like that. Or yeah. they'll um, also uh, what's the other? cold cold molded boats uh, as another product project that they do. Uh, Lyman Morse has started to those and they put sheets of thin layers of um, wood down and in between each layer they epoxy it down and then they vacuum bag it and it just sucks it all right down super tight right right so, um, with a epo- with the fiberglass you can actually re go over fiberglass several times um, you can actually go over it with epoxy but once you use epoxy you can never use the other products again. It has to be it more has epoxy. It has to be epoxy. You cannot glass to epoxy with resin. Once you go epoxy, you have to stay up with epoxy the whole time.
1: Okay. they, won't, they, they just will not won't stick bind. Together, yeah, right. yeah. You know? That's interesting.
0: So it's just one of those things. I, I'd rather use resins. You know, vinyl ester resin is very good resin. It's used for underwater. Yeah. You know, and. Well, and it's less expensive too. I mean, oh, well, vinyl luster is pretty expensive in itself. You know, before it was like four hundred dollars, uh, four or five hundred dollars for a five gallon bucket of it.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Holy cow! That was
0: during some of the shortage and stuff, though. I don't know what the price is now, but
1: right, right. Well, what, you know, it's it's kind of interesting that that West Thirty Two. Part of the reason those boats have stood up to the test of time besides being you know just layer upon layer of glass I mean they're they're essentially built like a main lobster boat right um, but they were built they I think when they were at their peak building most of their boats was during the the oil crisis in the 70s yeah. And that, that bled into resin, and you right. couldn't get any just regular resin. So they had to fork out a ton of money to get the good stuff. Get the other ones, yep. And uh, so, you know, most of those boats, they, they find that some of them are sitting in the water for 20 years and they yank them out, and there's no blisters, none of that sort of stuff. It's also what led to their bankruptcy because it cost them more money to build the boats than they took in. Yeah. Um, so it, it was sort of their downfall. But, you know, people that own them now, like myself, we sort of are lucky. Yeah. Cause I, I don't I I have a little bit of blistering, I think, in some of the, the hull paint, but nothing under the water line. Right. And that's where you don't want it to be. That's exactly <laughs> that's what where you don't want, want it, it to be. But so. uh what what do you do for when when you walk up, do you do you get people that come up and, and you look at their hull and it's just filled with blisters and you gotta deal with that? How how in the hell do you even tackle a lot something of the time,
0: like that? I myself I try to pass that on to somebody else <laughs> I mean, paint guys they need projects too mm-hmm. and for me that would be a job that it's going to be easier for somebody to paint the hull they're going to go in scuff it up and instead of me I'm going to go in there and grind on the hull yeah and fix the repairs and then I'm going to putty it and stuff like that these guys can go in sand what they want to do you know sand it and then fair it back up properly with putties and other products that work great, yeah. To you know, do like the finishing touches, right. all on fair it. putties. You know, if it's an epoxy stuff, that stuff works awesome, and you can paint right over it. You know, prime it and paint it, and you're golden. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's rugged stuff too. You know, I mean, Lyman used it. They all their paint jobs all have all fair putty under them. And all fair putty. Yeah, it's a two part putty that. Oh, okay. They use it it's for epoxy, like Indigo. I did that boat and oh yeah i remember runner, that one i mean excuse me the uh keel seam
1: the keel yeah that so, was the one that didn't he they hit a rock came out went, got fixed by you got launched hit a rock the next week came out got fixed by you again and
0: both times they were leaking <laughs> as still I as it. you were glassing it yeah. that was because uh, ideally you don't want any water seepage no, that was wind, <laughs> that was wind dancer oh that was wind dancer now yeah. we call that uh Rock dancer. Rock dancer, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> per, uh, per Murph, we call it rock dancer now.
1: <laughs> but you can see that that's interesting, too, that, that you can actually do sort of a, a fix, even if it's saturated with water and all that. Yeah, just
0: that one area is not going to, it's not the way I like to do it. And I told him, usually I wouldn't do this. And he's like, I got to have the boat back in the water. Yeah, because they the chartered it. Right? They charter yeah. And it was going to be a five grand loss that uh, he was going to have to pay back. And he said, glass it. And I said, I'm not guaranteeing this at yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, <geez. laughs> I'll fix it right when you want it done right, you know, and he just hasn't done it yet.
1: Have you had to, uh, have you come across any boats where where people have done just awful jobs that you've got to go in and uh Definitely. Even, <laughs> recreate.
0: even sometimes on new boats, you know, like you're trying to fix something and there's like some hot glue and a piece of wood yeah. stuck in somewhere where there shouldn't be because that was part of the w- way they wedged it up to to get it to fit properly before they tabbed it in place. Oh, right, you right. Know, but they didn't take all the pieces out that they used. <laughs> <So laughs> leave them in there. You Just leave them in there and cover them. You know? oh, someone yeah. had to go in there because something, for some reason, there was a – you know, it wasn't perfect and stuff was getting through and it was because of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I've, I've, I've definitely seen when I used to work a lot with small boats and a lot of the kids that I used to work with there are not kids, but college students, they, they didn't know any of that yeah. stuff. And you'd have people trying to fiberglass uh, on to paint. And um, on top of gel coat. And you could just go up with your fingernail and pull the corner of it and just rip the whole thing off. Done it plenty of times. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're fiberglassing onto bare fiberglass, you can't pull that up. No, you have to get the shiny off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You don't,
0: you, can, you don't have to get the gel coat all the way off. I usually try to just because it's another layer that you don't want to rely on failing. Yeah, if you're yeah. bonding to the fiberglass itself and it's good fiberglass your job is going to come out better. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be, it's going to adhere better to the product, to the boat, mm-hmm. and you don't want to worry about it. Once the the old repairs, like I'm doing on Joe's boat, there's parts of it, I can pull right up with my fingers and with a little little putty knife and it's all coming up because water got under it because yeah. they didn't seal it properly. Uh, you know, or they didn't prep, they lose a whole haul inside off their pilot house because they didn't, Prep the wood properly before they fiberglassed it. And yeah, yeah. And it's all delaminated, you know, so I can pull off a whole sheet off of both. <laughs> yeah, just like rip. <laughs> it there right we off. go. He goes, you got to grind all that? And I said, oh, I, I might not have I to. I don't think I have to. And Watch I this. Just, I just right. cut the edge, put a putty knife in it, and it was like a four by six sheet of fiberglass just coming off a piece of plywood. Oh, jeez. And oh, I redid it. You couldn't do it now
1: if he tried, you tried. Know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> you would God. ruin the plywood. So, <laughs> well, I I before I took off on the trip around the world, I I ripped out all the old teak that was uh, on the deck, and I laid down. I want to say it was chop strand. Is that right? That's yeah. the one that looks like you know just confetti that's pressed. Yeah. And I laid a Funny. layer of that down on top of the deck because it was I when I pulled that deck up, it had been siliconed i guess in place there were yeah. holes all over it and even though i know the deck is pretty thick on a west sail it's it's got probably a quarter inch fiberglass then the core and then the core and then another thing of fiberglass you I mean know you know what it has for core in it uh i i think it's ah, uh, it's three quarter inch or half what, inch that's wood? Uh, wood it's or like it it looks like plywood okay yeah yeah well, it's better than balsa yeah yeah but I mean the whole deck is is I think just over an inch thick yeah. it's crazy uh, so you don't really get any soft spots or anything like that but I ended up just laying down one more layer but I ended up using West System because that's all I had right so I don't know I, I I know that if I sand the boat this year and try to change the color of the deck and all that sort of stuff i've got a i may I may throw one more layer down I don't know don't think i really need to but it was an interesting project cutting all of the stuff out and then just just trying to make sure i had enough resin to cover that whole area it was it was pretty crazy watching you build that box and just dumping you know two gallons of resin and all that holy cow that's how it goes quick
0: once you if you have a project going and you're laying down sheets that are 10 feet long yeah by you know three feet over outside of a box you know it's it was helpful having a, the extra set of hands with Murph in there. Yeah, I the bet. The first right? time, you know, the second time I did it myself, and it seemed all right. It, it was. It didn't take long to kick off after I was done. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you have to drill a hole in it so it doesn't gas. And what I had was a golf tee that I put tape around, <laughs> Yeah. and I pounded that in the hole a little bit so the tape made a little flange or a little gasket. Bit
1: that. of a seal, yeah.
0: Seal. I glassed it all up. And I was like, I got to get that out of there. So I took a little Vicky in there, Vicky knife, and sliced a little bit, and the golf tee kind of, went right up oh really <laughs> the 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 air inside of the tank would had already expanded enough that it pushed it right up out of the hole
1: holy cow uh, uh. So well that's, all you're that's what you're to with and then yeah like temperature changes
0: and things like yeah, that, that the when you're building a box yeah it's all that stuff heats up in there and just expands
1: and if you don't put a hole in it you're doing damage how do you how with so so this is how how big of a fuel tank is this that was eight
0: feet by 32 or something like that. This is probably like a
1: 200 gallon tank it's or something. 150. 150
0: is what the old one tank was.
1: So, and what did you use? How, how do you? I don't even understand how you can build a box out of fiberglass. Well, first, I just a cheap sheet
0: of malamine. It was white, like for micro on both sides of a piece of wood is malamine. Oh, okay. I just used that as a panel. I wax that and I fiberglass the sides. That I cut the material to the sizes sizes that I needed of the tank, so it made for less trimming and stuff like that. Oh, so, so you make all the sides, I make all the sides first, and then you the put tops, it together. Make the ends, make the baffles, cut it all down, prep it all out, and then I start hot hot gluing and ta- hot gluing with blocks, and um, trying to square it up. And yeah, you're actually making the box, and then you just hot tab it so you can get like three by four inch hot tabs of fiberglass in there so it kicks off quick and you know it won't fall apart on you (laughs) you know yeah yeah. you get it hot tabbed and then you can be a little rougher with it when it's just a hot glue and blocks you have to be a little careful you knock all that stuff out of there prep out the areas where you just hot tabbed and then go go around and do all the you know all the inside radiuses of the inside of the tank Right, right. So okay. So on that tank, I did three layers for each panel. And then on the inside, I did three layers in the, out, in the inside radiuses. I flipped it over and did five layers on the outside radiuses. And then I put five more layers on the top, on top and the bottom of the whole tank. Mm-hmm. So, and on the corners, I overlapped it all. Yeah. So the corners get double that of what i put on
1: right well because won't they take the most pressure i guess you're right yeah that's where yeah. the seams are that's where all the, seams, all are, the right. seams are the weakest area and that on those and is it i mean what what's sort of the advantage i guess of of a fiberglass fuel fuel tank as opposed to a stainless steel one i think right now
0: well, stainless is just so expensive it's expensive it's expensive they usually would and it's do, heavy i guess they would right? actually usually do aluminum uh, because it's a lot lighter. Um, I think the product, I think they use it, I don't know if it's, I guess it would be a better product than using a stainless one. It's just so heavy. Yeah. Aluminum is a lot li- less uh, weight and money. Um, but aluminum, you can get pitting and all that right. sort of stuff. And so if you don't prep it right before you put it in and you don't have a, like a professional paint job on it with primer and the special primers that go on it, yeah, it's not going to last as long. And when it's underneath the deck, and so when you have to replace one of these, it's you have to cut serious. your part, you have to cut your deck up to get the yeah. part, the the tank out, which which is what we had to do. Right. Um, it just happens that we have a glass guy here, and I can make a tank, and without, you know, without everybody, the way everything is now everybody's a month behind or it seems like they're more than that even you know you can't get your lawnmower fixed for an extra month because they have some a backup mm. you know can't hard to get people to work on stuff
1: you know uh, well it's like the labor shortage right. thing it's i mean it's, just it's the same it's thing hitting you know? everybody it's just they were dying to get me up here <laughs> <laughs> and it
0: just takes so long for them to make something like that when i can make it here yeah yeah and just make it off of scraps you right know? not the glass, the glass, you know, we bought a roll of material and I've been using the material for that. And, uh, you know, it adds up Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, oh, which sure. I still have to add it up. That's why I don't know the total number of
1: yards I put into it. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, you know, I got
0: to give all that info to the, the front office. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. Yeah. Cause you out, they outsource the work to you. Right. The, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I, and they, so they get the money for the. Uh, material because they bought all the material and stuff and the resin so I keep track of all that and give it to Celia and they can make their money off of it
1: well that's nice because that, that doesn't uh, put you out of pocket right
0: I don't have to go ahead and buy a drum of resin right or exactly. I not better than that I don't have to buy it a gallon at a time or five gallons at a time when I can get somebody like Celia at Knights Marine or excuse me at Night Marine Service,
1: yeah. Night Marine Service, biggest um,
0: little boatyard in Maine. There you go. <laughs> make sure you say hi to Murph at the corner. <laughs> um, you know, without somebody like that purchasing the drum of resin, the roll, the two rolls of material, you, it would cost a lot more in the long run because you're not you're not having the access to the, the whole 55 gallon drum. Right, right. When yeah. you need it, yeah. But you just have to make sure you write it all down and which i do i write it do the paperwork write, you write know. on the you side of the drum diligent. how much i'm taking out of it and which project i got like six different projects on there with you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, <all laughs> i should that, go take right? a picture before somebody goes and w- wipes it all off with acetone.
1: <laughs> so. well and i yeah i mean working with all those chemicals what what sort of precautions do you recommend people take you know if you're if you're Yeah, dealing with lots of acetone, lots of fiberglass, all that stuff. If you
0: feel like you have to do it, just, they sell rubber gloves. Don't buy the nitrile gloves, because nitrile just, when you put acid, if you touch acetone with nitrile gloves on. Just eats it. they They balloon right up, and they'll disintegrate right off your hands. You know, latex, lightly powdered gloves are the best way to go.
1: Um, and have a lot of and them have a lot of <laughs> them they tear pretty <laughs> you easy. know and the
0: stuff you, you should have some lessons on doing it if you're trying to or you know i what i did is i worked at a place that when i first started i it was almost like a school when i worked at north end i was getting trained by people that have been doing it for 20 years and some of those three people now or you know and i'm one of them now that I've been doing it long enough that we're all buddies and, you know, sometimes we'll be, all four of us will be at the same boatyard and it's like, they'll be like, how many years of yeah, right <laughs> history do we have here now, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I learned from that guy and that guy how to do stuff, you know? Scotty yeah. Scotty Miller and Henry Peters, you know, I learned from those guys and I still learn. You know, Chris Chris Carpenter, you know, those guys, those are... If I if I couldn't do a job, I'd call one of those three guys to see if they would do it. Yeah, because you know I don't trust anybody else's work.
1: Well, that's good to have. You know, <laughs> few few people that you you can trust with with a lot of those
0: guys now say, "No, I'm not. You have to do it."
1: <laughs> mm. It probably all depends on the job. Yes. You know, it's sort of like uh, I mean, I I when I did the decks, I remember when I had to go and grind all the old gel coat off. I had to build a tent. Yeah, because I didn't want. I was pretty close to all these other boats. I didn't want to just completely destroy them with dust and all that. And the boat over there, I have the the
0: sailboat in the other yard. I have to grind out the keel where the keel bolts are. Oh, really? The boat itself is beautiful inside. You know, it's called all molded, and there's no damage. So, you know, if I don't want to have to clean all that stuff up afterwards, or make it all stinky from fiberglass and from dust, I have to like plastic the whole boat off essentially or, yeah. yeah or make a little cube where i can get into and just you know grind well that stuff
1: i mean that does it goes everywhere oh my god almighty yeah. it's it's the worst and i i was always told if you can if you get you know fiberglass on your skin and everything the best thing to do is is jump into a cold shower so that it doesn't so your pores don't open <laughs> Oh, uh, nice. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. I've also heard you, you spray yourself down with hairspray. Uh, what I've always done is I, just the
0: warm water, not super hot. You know, you want it warm. If you use cold water, your pores close because they're, of the shock of the cold. Oh, so they close and, and so if So if there's any fiberglass in that pore, it gets stuck in that pore. And then, like, if you put something on that has... Long sleeves with that nylon in the middle of it, the nylon sleeves. Yeah, you you got to take it off because it just pins and needles all over your all over for weeks. Just for that, weeks. just because of that material.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything
0: else is fine. Um, a lot of it, you know, I I like I said, I use a warm water shampoo. You know, everything's normal after that. It just, right. I, I don't go hot because I don't want it to be scalding hot. And I don't want it to be cold because, like I said, the pores shut and they close up on the the fibers that are stuck in your body. And actually, I found a a Neutrogena has a um, a uh, body wash that's for calming skin. So if you have itchy skin and stuff like that all the time, Mm -hmm. you use this as a body wash, and it, you know, so I if I know I've been grinding some stuff that day, and my sleeves were bare, my arms were bare, I'll use that stuff first for the body wash first, and then I'll use my normal stuff afterwards. Oh, okay. You know, gotcha. It's just like a pre-wash, you know, and I found a couple of them when I bought them. I bought what I could. Yeah, right. <laughs> nobody else buys that stuff. So I, was, I get to look online and see if I can get a case of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, I know what then, I can get you for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. And the, the other thing about, uh, you know, trying to do your own work, you know, if you want it to come out good, you know and you want it to be you want to be happy with something you want to look at for a long period of time, yeah. Have have someone trained, a trained professional, do it for you. You know, it's going to be you're going to be so much happier in the, with the product in the long run if you have somebody that knows what they're doing do it for you.
1: Well, it comes out looking brand new, yes, and yeah. it is. It's pretty amazing to see. I mean, I've seen some of the examples of work that you've done, I, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, smoke and Bull, Heath's boat. Yeah. Cause you finished the you did the awning on that, right?
0: Yeah, I did some of the awning. I gotta do some more on that. But um yeah, the yeah, the uh what do they call it? Yeah, the, I guess it's the awning or a
1: uh something. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know visor, what you would call it. Yeah, the visor. right. The visor, okay. Yeah, except right. it's
0: on the side it's on the starboard side over the overhang, so when they're doing the when they're working on the rail trying to do the traps they're not getting rained on yeah yeah type of thing well he's that kind of captain he wants to take care of his
1: stern man and all
0: that yeah he's a good guy we like to make sure we do that stuff right you know it's you know the the joe's boat up there you know we just did the outside of the pilot house and the inside of the pilot house for him it was just raw glass raw plywood yeah and i mean when you see a lobster man and they're like getting giddy, and if you know Joe, he you don't get giddy that often, <laughs> you know. And he's awful excited, you know. Yeah, right. Tempting me with extra money and you know bags of green stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> hey Peter, anything to this can help you come up here a little sooner. Yeah, right. You know, and he uh, don't mind busting your balls either, and he you to anything to like poke you to say, hey, come on up here, guy. You know, so. After the last couple of days after I get out of work you're here around four, I'll go up there and work until six. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, the other morning I went in at six over there, got here at nine, got out here at four and went back up there until eight. Oh really? <laughs>
1: Jeez, she's grinding it out. Well
0: that was glassing, you know, it's just gotta do steps, you know. And like yesterday I went up and ground and so the next time I go, I'll be able just to gel coat it. I don't have to do both in the same night. Right. So I'm just getting it ready. So the next time I can go up and finish the whole thing, and then he can put his windows in. You know, he's getting close to going to water. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So when the fishermen get the itch there, they got to get in there.
1: Oh, yeah. No, you start sniffing that uh, some, some, so, some fish some are in the water out there. It's yeah. like, oh.
0: And some of the guys have Come on, white- Pete. Some of the guys that have wives at home and they're tired of them being around and they're like, you got to get back in the water. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is killing me. <laughs> uh, I hear well, that a lot.
1: <laughs> it is nice to, uh, you know, these, these boatyards, I, I love working in the boatyard and just, just being around this place. Cause it's a, uh, it's got always has a lot of interesting characters. There's lots of work to be done. So there's never yeah. a shortage of that. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a fun social place. You wouldn't think that, you know, like a boatyard would be sort of a, a social area, but it really is. Well we're always all, hanging out.
0: It's all all part of it. You know, we all kinda of work together. You know, I can go work at other places too. I subcontract, so but I'm, you know, my heart's kinda of, kinda of and you know. Is Night Marine been, your favorite? Well, of course it is. Yeah, you know, there we go. You know, I like coming <laughs> down here. We I went to high school with Cy. Celia was a, fre- a senior when I was a freshman. Oh, really? You know, oh, okay. is the president of the Lobster Festival. I'm the vice president of the Lobster Festival.
1: Yeah, Murph was saying you, so, you've been volunteering for that you know, for, I, for years, right? I
0: set up the grounds. So when the, uh, when it's time for the, f- the day after our last meeting in July mm-hmm. is the next day I start setting up stuff. Yeah. So I'm there until we tear it all down the Monday and Tuesday after the festival.
1: Well, you so know, it's like
0: two weeks of me working straight, right, right, down
1: here for hours. If I'm if I'm here in August, if you need an assistant, I'm happy hey, to I volunteer my time. Yeah. Well, sometimes uh, Celia knows that, and
0: her being the president, she doesn't mind saying that she has some people that she can volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she can voluntarily <laughs> volunteer. Yeah, they're voluntold to get to work. <laughs> voluntold. <laughs> Well, anything to help because it's it's been two years now, right? Yes, it has been, and this is our seventy fifth year. You know, setting up the grounds is pretty tough. There's a lot of stuff going on. We have to the tents get set up, and we have to fill them
1: all. Yeah, you yeah. Know?
0: And lucky for us, we have a, a, a prison farm down the road, uh, Baldock Farms, and uh, they have a prison crew that they send over every year.
1: Oh, really? And they, oh, okay. They're all
0: work release people, and you know, when they come over and they do a hell of a job for us, they and they bust my ass, they bust ass for us over there hard. Yeah, and they love it. They get out of there, they you know. I don't know if you know what they get for food. For they get a bag lunch before they leave. Yeah, and most of the time it's probably you know, baloney sandwich and bag of chips or something. Nothing. Drink, uh, yeah, you know, fancy. And, uh, we kind of set them up. You know, that's good. They they bust their ass for us, but they know when they get there, there's gonna be and Donuts and there's gonna be coffee. You know they know that lunchtime we're gonna have somebody, one of our volunteers or a member, or a director will come and set up the barbecue and start grilling. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or we'll give them a menu and they can order for anything they want off the menu from wherever. Oh, nice. You know.
1: Well, you know if if people work hard, I mean, there's you, you gotta you gotta make sure there's an incentive in there and yeah. If it's year after year after year, you're going to get a reputation. Then those guys are chomping at the bit to yeah. come down. Well, they they help. love it,
0: you know. And I, you'd be surprised. I see some after they get out, and they come running up to me they're like, "Pete, Pete, man! Oh, I'm glad I helped you that time." <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Well, the thing is, I mean, I got a brother. You know, I got two younger brothers. One of them's been in jail, 31 out of his 51 years. Jeez. So when, you know, when these guys from the prison farm come down and they go to, they come to volunteer and they help for help me. And then they find out that um, my name is Peter Beal. And next thing they know, Oh, Beal, are you related to Scooter Beal? And I'm like, yeah, it's my younger brother. Believe me, they will do whatever they, <laughs> whatever yeah, <right. laughs> they, they all kind of like him. And they, you know, they all, you know, he's a good guy and blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, they seem to want me to want to work a little harder. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because they know um they know where oh, they're going Oh, you're coming connected from. into it. Yeah. They know yeah. they know I've dealt with what they're going through and stuff. I've dealt with my brother being in jail for years. So, you know, it's it's that it's what happens. Yeah, know? yeah. And I mean every family has that. Yeah,
1: you know, it's that's one of those things where I don't want to say I'm going through that same same exact thing, but I definitely uh I don't know. I, I've it's it's strange when you have family members that are they get themselves into some kind of trouble here or there, you know, and it could be anything from, you know, actual breaking laws and crimes to, to having, you know, issues just with life in general and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Or drugs Drugs or something like that. A lot of things. It's hard. It's, it's hard to watch, uh, or, or be part of that when you know it's not going well, especially for a sibling. I mean, but how do you, you know, how do you deal with it? Uh, besides just trying to be able to be there and support the person, I work. Yeah, right. You just work. I, I work. You know, it's
0: I take care of my family and you know my brothers. They I love them and everything, and they don't want to be around. And you know, I can't really help them if they don't want to put the effort in to call me. And you know, they change the number, and I don't have his phone number. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? Well, it's true. It's true.
1: I I think just just being there and yeah. and know it. You know, if he
0: and, calls me, I will answer the phone. All, you'll pick it and up. I'll I'll give him a ride. I'll give him whatever you know, not whatever he wants because I I'm not giving them money so that they can buy whatever they yeah, want. Right, right. Yeah, I have learned lessons. Believe me, throughout the years.
1: Yeah, you definitely don't want to be enabling right. things and all that sort of no stuff. No more of that. But it, it is hard. You know, I I. Because I'm sort of going through this, I'm trying to, you know, I part of me wants to get all motivational and pep talk and all that sort of stuff, but I I don't know if that does anything but put more pressure on the person. Yeah,
0: and a lot of times they push it away. Yeah, if, right. You know, they just they, they don't know, want to hear it. They're, they're like, gonna, I, they're gonna know. do what they're gonna do. Right, you know? right. And they they don't want to be a burden. Yeah. You know, when they think they're being a burden when they're by us and they're doing it and they think they're a burden so they stay away and what it, what what it does is burdens me because I don't get to see my brothers.
1: Yeah, yeah. It turns you know? into this this cycle where everybody's <clears throat> almost trying to not burden the person and and yeah, like you said, it just separates everybody. Right. Which is the opposite of what you actually want because it's and, that interaction and that sense of belonging to the family and everything's, you know, that's how things, I would assume, that's how yeah. things get back to a better place. Right. And, you know, to him, it's, they are,
0: they do what they do. And, you know, it's, it's tough when their mind's already set up that they're failing. Yeah, that they're, yeah. They're, that they're a failure and that they don't, they don't want to do anything else because they're already a failure. You know, to my eyes they're not a failure, it's my brother, you know. Right. Try to help him out and everything and you can can only do so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, and
1: I think I think a lot of people are are sorta dealing with stuff like that just from the last two years. Yep. Because, you know, things were going pretty well for a while there and then all of a sudden like everybody just got stamped down and told not to do anything and all that sort of stuff. And it I think it sent Way more people into a spiral than than we know just oh, yet, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's definitely been hard to claw our way out, but like right. you said, sometimes the biggest, best thing you can do is just work.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, if I didn't, I, if I dwelled on it, I would be miserable. Yeah, yeah. My family would be miserable and my wife would be miserable we don't want that no no, we definitely don't want that you know my (laughs) son is just 23 years old and just graduated college yeah congratulations last thing thank you it's the last thing he needs to do even though his senior thesis senior project was on my brother scott it was um you know not another second was the name of it in soon to be out in a book uh photography book oh wow and it was uh he was there when he he took a field study and stayed home at our place when my brother got out for the, the last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been documented the whole thing from him getting out, him moving in with us. Going oh, shopping. really? He documented the whole thing, set up timelines yeah. and got it all set up so that, you know, he had a, like a month ago, we had a full art show down in the, the school down at Hampshire College in Amherst. Um where they had it all set up and it was, it was very nice. It had four different kinds of media, you know, art online, photos on the wall, overhead projector showing something up against a sheet. Yeah. With comments about um, prisons and stuff. That were, you know, both sides of the both sides of the spectrum. You know, they had a video going of. Um, Scott getting out of the jail, out of the prison, where we all walked up to him and stuff. And and
1: how how long had he been in, in at there? That for? That
0: time was ten years.
1: Ten years Holy straight.
0: Cow. Wow! And that was the second ten year bid in a row. Yeah. So, jeez. I think oh, he, he got in trouble the
1: same day he got out. Oh re- oh jeez oh man yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Ugh, that's crazy. Well, I I God, I'd love to see some of that stuff. Huh. Yeah, he's. He, be
0: interesting. They're waiting for the, the book to come back from the publisher now. Oh, really? So it's being printed right now. Oh, very so cool. Some of it. You oh, know. nice. So, it should be cool. When we I'll get trade it. you one of my books uh, for one of, one of his <laughs> books. How's that sound? Yeah, hopefully. I'll like, get Murph to broker <laughs> the deal. <laughs> I was like, how come you. I don't know how many you got. And I was like, get more, get more. And he was like, well, if we have a limited supply they you know and oh like, yeah. yeah they might be worth more in the long run <laughs> uh, like good it's luck something like that. that i'm like yeah, right. <laughs> so oh, but man. i you know he might have to come down here too and do this for you oh i'd love to you know, no, i for think sure. he's got a project he's talking about he just did one with murph the other day and uh yeah so he's got a new project that he's working on and uh how people feel about maine and stuff like that and just talk oh, about really? that yeah and uh so murph was his first one and so he's going to work it. Oh, he did it with Murph. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, Cuz he has a 4x5 camera that he did the old school put the put the blanket up over his head, got it all focused. Oh, really? And now they have a Polaroid mechanism that you can slide in the back of it. Yeah. And you push the button and a Polaroid comes out of out of out of a 4x5 camera. Oh, really?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. I think I've seen that. So I think my, my cousin says one.
0: They were the folded end, you know. Right, right. Yank it out, shake it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have yeah, he doesn't, that's just kind <laughs> of, that's a that. myth. Yeah, yeah, I know, right?
1: I, I've got a lot of uh, uh, misconceptions in my brain. Yeah, I like in my, that <laughs> I don't know oh, if it yeah. works
0: at all, but I, I I just had he said no, you don't have to. Yeah, right. So.
1: <laughs> well, can I not to not to break out of uh, uh, or, or break back into uh, the whole nine. glass stuff? Yeah, but you know, I'm thinking for for my listeners because I I had uh, a buddy of mine, Pax, uh, who is um, really good with uh, wiring, electrics, all that sort of stuff on boats, and we sort of got into it. But I was thinking maybe it might be useful for the old listeners for it when let's say pretty commonplace you got your sailboat you're walking around on it and you got a soft spot in the deck what does peter beale do to step by step what do you have to do to be able to make that and i if you don't have to give away any secrets no, i
0: understand well my problem is i've only repaired lobster boat decks well, I, well, that's the same, yeah. I mean, yeah. fiberglass
1: deck, you got okay. a soft spot. Yeah, You
0: got to fix it. A lot of the times, you know, like the lobster boats are made a little differently, obviously, than a deck of a sailboat. Yeah, um, we're made to be so, as light as possible. Right, lobster right. boats so, are a little different. Like, So if it was a sailboat, you know, I'd cut through the top of that, the first layer of glass to get down to the core area. And see if that's see rotted. What, see if that's rotted. See if that's the... If it is, then you can peel that stuff out. So, what do
1: you use? Like a Dremel to just cut no, that off?
0: Sometimes a sharp putty knife. Sometimes, you know, I've used air chisels. Yeah. You know, it was in there really hard or take teak decking off where you used to have to use air chisels. You know? Right, right. Um, but then you um, replace the, if, if the decking is bad itself, you know, in a sailboat, you just replace that and you can glass back over. In a lobster boat, I would cut the deck off where that is. Cut the plywood out that's underneath of it, and just look to see how it's formed underneath. What's underneath there for for uh, two byes or for the oh for reinforcement their ribs and reinforcements yeah. underneath? Because that's usually the part that is the failure. Is that is the stuff that's holding it in place? Oh, Sometimes the actual support, gives away there. Right. And you know, if they don't protect that stuff to begin with, or something that is used, not they don't use pressure treated or mm-hmm. marine plywood stuff like that gives away you know, that's the those products work better yeah if you don't use them they're not going to last as long and then you're ripping up part of the deck right right you know so like on um jim's boat i just did the jackie renee yeah I, he had a couple soft spots i cut that deck out i cut the piece out just just where it was where it needed to be mm-hmm. cut it all out replaced it with Fixed the ribbing inside, sistered a bunch of two-bys underneath there that were pressure-treated and cut a piece of plywood that fit back in the hole and re it.
1: Yeah, so with, with that plywood part, with the core, yep. you're just trying to cut out anything that's rotten. Right. And then you're going to basically cut a new piece of wood that fits that exact inside, hole. whole core. That core. So you just plop that back in. Yep. And, then- and then when it's time to actually glass it, to be able to make it, you know, perfect. You've you've got obviously the the chop strand, and then you've got the woven. Yeah. What is the difference between those? um Well, the chop strand
0: is just continuous chop strand. It's just weird looking. It's called mat fire mat. It's mat fibers. Fiberglass mat. Yeah, yeah. Fiberglass mat. And it, everybody, if you see it, you know what it is. It kind of. It, it looks like it confetti. Looks, yeah. It looks yeah. kind of weird. You know. Um, we get it out in large rolls of it, 15-inch rolls, and you just roll it out and cut it up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you're going to start with that? I would sort to put a layer of that down. Most of the time on sailboats, sometimes they use boat cloth, which is more of a, it kind of looks more like roving, because roving is um, weaved. Yeah. You know, so it's like There's the five. thick ones, and then there's yeah. the really thin. Yeah, and like, the, like those, they're all considered a, like 10-ounce boat cloth. Okay. You know, so it goes by the ounce of material. Oh, you know, the heavy, yeah, the heaviness of, of it. Weighs it weighs by like a square foot of it or something or whatever it is.
1: Is that woven stuff more for like the top coat? Uh, it's usually the mats
0: what you put on the top. Okay. Usually the in the in the structural stuff goes gets sandwiched between mat. So I would put a layer of mat woven and then mat back on it. If you're gonna sand any of it. To put two mats on top of it so you have some mat to wear off. Oh when okay. you go to sand it. Yeah. You know. Or you you know, you keep it a little low and then do a skim a
1: skim pass a putty over the top of it with polyfair. Right, or, right. Or
0: rage or whatever you use for Bondo.
1: Well so okay, just, just to keep us on the timeline. So you you find you you find the soft spot, you cut away the top, you find the core is rotted as well. So you replace the core. Yep. Then you're gonna go ahead and you When you prep the area around your hole, uh, you want to grind all the way down to bare fiberglass all around that for what, like an inch or two. Uh, You want to go out on a bevel, so that when you're putting the glass back in, it's sort of angles angles
0: back up until you can put smaller pieces in, and then gradually get bigger, Ah, so that see now we're getting to the secret level, so that when you if you just keep it flat all the way, then you get this big bump on the right, right. Right, and it's not.
1: It's going to be more work
0: in the end. It's going to be more work in the end because you have to fair it up better, right? And you're not getting a good enough, a good seal because you're glassing something that's square, that's sharp edged or like mm-hmm. 90s. Yeah, you know, so you backfill it with putty and go over it. But if you bevel those out and then you lay your glass in there you're and, just and stagger it, slowly it just filling slowly that up, slowly fills it up, and then you can, you know, on the edges don't get thick. Is what it is. Right, right. You right. Fill up the middle, but the edges aren't getting so thick that you you don't have a big bump. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the, the worst
1: that. thing to happen is you start you 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 build up so much yeah. that you end up taking a grinder to it instead mm-hmm. of a sander, and then you end up grinding too much, and then you're like, okay, well, you're now I got to add some more. <laughs> <I> <laughs> That's what that, I end up doing. I see
0: bows that look like they had mem- uh, measles. <laughs> 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 <They just laughs> Goit is all over the thing. It's like I get. <laughs> I thought you said you fixed this. <laughs> yeah, right. It just looked like they put 10
1: layers too many on, yeah. on, each, on each spot. <laughs> so you, you use know. some mat, some woven, and then some more mat, yeah. usually two layers. Grind that down. Get it fared out. Use a sander. Get it as DA-ish. fared out as, as possible. You can definitely,
0: and if you're doing something like that, <coughs> you definitely want to put peel ply on the top of it. You know, the peel ply will make you have a, such such a better product. <coughs> that and when... is that,
1: in, excuse me, oh, mm. Went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. all right. Mm. Sugar-free Red Bull attacked me. <laughs> um, is that that peel ply, is that in place of using, uh, like, filler? Uh, or are you, you still, still going to have use to use the filler,
0: filler? But this is something that makes that product come out better so you don't have to grind as much. Okay. You don't have to prep it as much because it... When you peel it off, it's all you can gel right over it. Some people say you can gel right over it. I've always scuffed it up a little bit, yeah, just to get the, you know, sometimes there's little voids on the top where you couldn't get the air out. Mm-hmm. The peel ply sometimes, if you have hold folded it before, it leaves it just has a memory that does not go. away. Oh, it just has that little crease so there. that yeah. crease will come back every time, but it's not leaving air in your project. It's leaving air on the top of your project, so it might leave a little. You know, something that you just sand off with a DA and it goes right away. Right, right. You know, then you can do your putty pass and then you can gel coat or, all gr- or whatever you're doing. Whatever but, you're doing on top.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, and and when you lay those those multiple layers of glass down, you can lay all of them down in one shot. Yes, you can. You don't need to do one and then wait for it to nope. kick and all that. You just want to make sure, make sure you're doing
0: it... Uh, you know the right percent of the resin when you're doing it when you go to kick it off if you have a lot of product that you're putting on and it's a nice summer day you want to be going one percent or three quarters percent before you kick it off you know, oh
1: you mean how much hardener how you're putting much in there
0: you're putting in the resin so ease up on the hardener when right. it's hotter and sunnier like today and when that. it's a little overcast and there's a breeze if you're outdoors you know you can go one and a half too mm. you know if you but if you anytime you're doing a big big project and you don't want it to kick off until you're done, you know, stick with 1%. Mm. And 1% means you're putting 40 cc's of MEKP in a gallon of resin.
1: So half gallon, we get 20. Right, we're right. 10. Okay. And always make sure that you're mixing more than you think well, so you don't end up... Not, not not mix more hardener, but but make a bigger batch of actual what I do resin. Is I,
0: I measure. So I put a marker right on each one. Yeah, so I yeah. I put a marker on the on the one quart, and I put a marker on the two quart mm. so that I always go to one of those two. You know you've got it just I right. I know I got it just right, <laughs> so it's not going to kick off, so I'm not guesstimating or I'm not estimating, you know, all oh, this is close, all you know, that's how right, you, that's right. how you uh, fuck up projects. That's how you screw it <laughs> up.
1: Well, I've had that happen where you're, you're about halfway through a project, and right. then it starts to lump up. I think we've all had that. <laughs> and at that point, if that happens to you, I know I've tried to save it, no. And continue, but once it starts to lump, no. it's done. You're done. You might as well just pull it all off while you well, can. Well,
0: uh, most of the time, I know the product, uh, the project that I've already done. Like if, like the three, I put the five layers on the tank the other night. After the first three layers, I bubble popped it. Oh, okay. So I didn't. So if anything kicked off over that, I know the one, the first three layers are down. Good. They're good. Yeah, yeah. So if I waited to the end that stuff underneath would have been what it was. I wouldn't have been able to bubble pop that because it would have already been hard. Right, now I'd right. only be popping the stuff on the top. Mm, okay. So I had to pop it twice, once every, at the third layer and once on the fifth layer. Gotcha. Well, and when, when you say bubble pop it, what does that mean? That just means uh, I have a, a roller that's some of them plastic, some of them metal. And they have oh, with the little grooves? They have little grooves in it. And, it, and some of them have, the, the fuzzy has like little black whisker roll you know, and it just oh, just to, yeah, just to get every little bit of air. Yeah, and that out of takes it. that's works. They work awesome on uh, on mat. So if you're doing something on the outside of mat and it's mm-hmm. a big
1: like a big surface, you use the fuzzy and it
0: rolls it right out. Right, you know, right. It Comes out wicked good.
1: Okay, so, and then whenever you're finished with those tools, if you want to actually keep them for the future, you put them in acetone. acetone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that was what I was sort of surprised uh, when I saw that big bucket. I was like, "Dang, that's a lot of rollers, and that is definitely acetone." Yes, I, mean. <laughs> I, I need to clean it. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man,
0: because uh, a lot of time you get done with putty, you putty like a spreader. You can just when you putty in, you can just throw the spreader in the acetone. Yeah, need it next time. It's all either pre released off of it, but it's all in the acetone bucket. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. then all that putty gets into oh. my rollers. So I had to clean all those off at the same time. So. I
1: always let, if I'm using putty, I, I just let it kick off on whatever, because then you can break, break it, it off, free, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, man. God, it's so crazy. I don't know. I I enjoy doing fiberglass work yeah. when I have to do it. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I've screwed it up a million times. I've learned all of it just from watching, like, YouTube and stuff. Yeah. But to be able to sort of see you go through some of it is is pretty incredible. I mean yeah. you're you're definitely an artist with it. I appreciate it. I was I just got done doing a boat down Journey's End
0: and, and Uh oh the Murph is back. Give us five minutes, bud. I
1: had a kid uh was helping me do the Holland side and uh we, we better you better better answer that. We're we're using Murph Shack today. Oh, it's Heath Bomb. Oh Heath, we're we're almost sorry, finished. Buddy. Do you want me to step out? If, if you can sit quietly? Yeah, I, I sit Okay, out. cool. <laughs> I could say that to Murph, but uh, that's impossible. <laughs> yeah, right? No, you're a friend of the show. You're always always welcome. We're, we're just wrapping this up. Be, believe it or not, Pete, we're at uh, 57 minutes. There we go. Look at that. It's pretty incredible. You can yeah. talk glass for 57 minutes. Well, it was a mixture. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. We got you know, started in and out.
0: Back to the kid at the journey's end, he was like, he, at first he thought oh i can do this stuff i've done it before and then he was helping me on the hauling side and i'm right at the end or right underneath the boat you know getting the tail end of it with peel ply and he's like looks at me and he goes "Jeez, you do know what you're doing don't you <laughs> <laughs> i've seen my friends do this and none of them do it like that. yeah right and i'm like no they don't oh,
1: geez. <laughs> that's oh, just man. from years of years of doing it yeah 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 But i
0: do like seeing the facial expressions and the, the lobster men that appreciate the work when, they, when the job's done, and they the guy comes over and knocks on his fuel tank, and he's like, that's fucking rugged and shit right there. Yeah, you yeah, know. Right. And they, nice work, they, guy. They, yeah. they, it feels good when they're happy, you know. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I think I earned my money by them being happy, and they appreciate it, you know. Lucky enough that some of them pay me extra. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it. Well, because, yeah, I mean, when,
1: when you when you – Put together a really great product in the end, and it's it's shocking how how when when fiberglass is done correctly, I mean it does it looks like a brand new boat, right? Or at least an area of the boat. And And
0: sometimes it's hard for me not to do it that way. From being years at Lyman Morris, twenty years at Lyman Morris boat building, yeah. You know, we built boats there that were ninety-five foot, four-story superstructures. Oh, really? That were you know fifteen million dollar boats that were you know, the guy that invented the credit card swipe machine. Oh, you know So that's who we built the boat for, you know, with yeah, the thing was beautiful. And, you know, was some of my favorite, favorite project pro- projects came from there. magpie, 74 foot motor cruiser that we built that actually won uh, a, from the keel up. You built from, these boats yeah, from the, from the mold up. Holy cow. And we ended up, uh, got the awards that year for the best, um, Best seventy meters to one hundred and twenty meters. Oh, really! Best boat in the world. We were the only ones in the United States to be in the competition. That would be that were chosen out of the five best ones, and we actually won it.
1: Right here in Maine.
0: Here, and that was in Thomason. Well, in Thomason, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it feels good when you do stuff like that. The projects that the the twenty years there, I did a lot of stuff that was very cool. Yeah, and you know, church steeples. You know, make a fiberglass church steeple. Oh really? You know, the right as you go down Camden, down the hill in Camden, right yeah. behind the Camden National Bank. Uh huh. Well, that big steeple right there—that's all fiberglass. That's all
1: fiberglass. Yeah.
0: Oh my God, the secrets are coming out. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Now, I was trying to get them hooked up so that they can put like um, the web. Sa- like oh, the, like a a, a a webcam. Yeah, just not even webcams, but have it so they can transport it to different areas, so further, so people can get at the. You know, the lookouts, not the lookouts, but the, forget the terminology. <laughs> Wait, what? Right. They they set it up so they, you know, the the, the tower down at the chimney yeah, down in Camden. Oh, They have oh. all the things tied around it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Those are all transmitters. So oh, So it gives okay. you a loop, your single could go further. Right, right, right. That's what I was trying to explain. Oh, okay, I
1: gotcha, I gotcha. So they
0: put that on, they, some churches put them on the inside and they get a little revenue from that. Right, right.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Huh. A little side hustle. A little side hustle. For Might the as well. <laughs> hey, bring me that money. <laughs> well, I guess my, my last question to wrap it up, if if people want to protect their fiberglass, what's the best way to do that?
0: Just make sure you, uh, if you're doing brand new fiberglass, gel coat it. Gel coat just, it? You just got to gel coat it with wax in the, in the, in the gel coat. Make sure, and, you know, if you have a hull... If you have a new glass done, you always want to make sure you're just protecting it. Either all got to be it. covered. You don't want to cover it. It's just gonna. It'll break down quicker without the, from the sunlight. Yeah, you know, sunlight's the biggest enemy, yes. isn't it? You know, and water. The, you, I guess. Right, and if you don't have that, you know, if you don't have that protection on, it, it just beats the UVA or UV rays just come down and pound on it. It slowly so, disintegrates. Right. Yeah, and you are can uh, gel coat it. You know, all Fayette hulls. Any of that stuff, anything that you can put the extra in, in the long run, it's going to last longer. And if you go to sell, it's going to sell faster. Yeah, yeah, no, true. So,
1: well, Pete, I I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we we hit an hour already. No bud.
0: problem. I hopefully I was informative and not too babblish. Oh heck yeah, no
1: <laughs> guy. It's it's one of
0: where I'm it's... just an old school Rockman kid here. Hey, trying to get along in this tight world.
1: <laughs> I'm sure we'll probably sit down again because I have a feeling. There's yeah. quite a bit going on in oh, that yeah. brain of yours that yeah. uh, is just itching to get out. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> no problem. I Thank appreciate you. It. Thank you so much, Pete. Have a good night.